Anyone who has ever said that football is just a game has never been to a boys' bowl game, especially the one at Father Elm Stadium in Novi on September 26. Because here, Novi Detroit Catholic Central student and alum passionately believe it's a whole lot more. Here's the athletic director and football coach. It isn't just the game. The game is just the cherry on top of the Sunday that brings everybody together. We try to keep it as just another game. And uh, we, obviously we know it's, it's bigger than that. And sure, this is the cliche everyone says about their football team. Their team's rivalry is the most storied. Their hometown fans, the most fierce. But at Catholic Central, they just could be right. The annual Boys Bowl game is steeped in a 77-year legacy and garnered tens of thousands of fans each year. At a time when the National Football League was in its infancy, this game was the largest spectacle in the state to watch a football game. And it came at a time when people really needed to care about something like a football game, some inconsequential contest to unite, spar, and rah-rah-rah over. This is the story of the Detroit Catholic Central Boys Bowl and the football game that's a whole lot more than a game. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. This episode is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Learn how you belong here at AllianceCatholic.com. Part one, the history of the Boys Bowl. The Catholic Central Boys Bowl is a tradition. That's the easiest way to describe it. This is Aaron Babbitts, athletic director at Detroit Catholic Central. It started 77 years ago. Our first opponent was Father Flanagan's Boys Town out of Nebraska. 1944, Catholic Central coach Alex Chesney and his Shamrocks had just endured one of their worst seasons ever recorded. Two wins, two ties, and three major losses. Yet they were still considered the best team in Michigan, and their principal at the time, Father James Martin, wanted to put it to the test. Father Martin was a Basilian father from an order headquartered in Toronto and charged with administering Detroit Catholic Central since 1928. He had his sights on the best high school football team in the nation at that time, an undefeated team from Boys Town, an orphanage in Nebraska founded by another Basilian priest, Father Edward Flanagan. Father Flanagan liked the idea, and the game was scheduled for October 22nd at Briggs Stadium, where the Detroit Tigers played. The Boys Town team took the train from Omaha to Detroit, where they were greeted by the Catholic Central team at Michigan Central Station in Corktown. The two teams celebrated Mass at St. Boniface, sat down to breakfast in the Book Cadillac Hotel, and then headed to Briggs Stadium to play in front of 40,000 people, including the governor. The game may have ended in a tie, but a tradition was born, the Boys' Bowl. While the National Football League was still struggling to build up its program, this game filled the stadium each year in the tens of thousands. As the years passed, the Boys' Bowl evolved. New rivalries were born and new customs. In 1959, Catholic Central re-entered the Catholic League, preventing them from playing out-of-state competition. But the Bowl stuck as De La Salle High School, U of D Jesuit, Brother Rice, and many other Catholic schools under the Archdiocese of Detroit were eager to try their hand in the bowl game. So while the opponents changed, the camaraderie, the frenzied excitement, the community's blood-deep devotion, that part remained. 
part two, Catholic Central Today. This is the September 24th pep rally in anticipation of the 77th Boys Bowl game against Brother Rice. The Boys Bowl isn't just one day. It's a week-long celebration that culminates in Catholic Central's homecoming and, of course, the game. There's a 5K shamrock shuffle that raises money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, keeping in tradition with the original games that supported Detroit charities and Omaha's orphanage. And while many schools let their football pride dwarf the accomplishments of the other students, the Boys' Bowl is a collective effort where all the students' involvement is celebrated and integral to the week. From the AV club that puts together a video for the pep rally to the band that puts in countless hours prepping for the halftime show and game. Football players, in turn, attend cross-country and soccer matches, cheering their teams on to victories against Brother Rice. The lockers the week of are dripping with signs, balloons, and streamers to pump up each athlete and contributor to the game. And the uniforms are swapped for more spirited attire. Here is Jack Kirkwood a Catholic Central senior and the drum major. Every day this week is a uh, different theme. And uh, Monday, I believe it was a uh, was it suit day or something. No, jersey day. So everybody was wearing some pretty crazy jerseys, uh, maybe for the team here or maybe a professional team. Tuesday, we were doing, um, I believe, Wild West. So people had cowboy hats on, flannels, uh, getting really country out there. Uh, Wednesday, we had our Boys Bowl Mass, which is just a very special mass that we take very seriously. And uh, Thursday was Superhero Day, so we had kids dressed up like Batman. I saw some Supermans out there, Captain America. And then everything it all just builds up to Friday with our Shamrock Shuffle. There's a lot going on. We have to get tests going. But after all this, the hectic week, and on this Friday, it just it's all like released, and it's just a great atmosphere to be around. And it's just the like second Christmas. It's like a most fun time of the year. Here's Jason Saad a senior center for the team. You know, during Boys Bowl, you know, that little bit of hype and uh, energy, you know, just from the whole week, you know, we have the assembly, you know, the pie eating contest, tug of war, you know, a lot of things going on, you know, in school, so. Competition starts early as pie eating contests and tug of wars are conducted between grades. And there's an affable smashing of pumpkins that symbolize Brother Rice's orange helmets. But what is perhaps most emblematic of the young men at Catholic Central is the way the week is punctuated by reminders of who these young men are expected to be, the brotherhood they're encouraged to form, and the one they ultimately seek guidance from. In a gym decked out with championship banners, they close their assembly, singing their alma mater before a fresco of Mary, the school's patron. I think Catholic Central is about the intensity of activity more than athletics. Uh, we push all of our kids to get involved in something and we ask them who is the man you seek to become. That rich tradition and that brotherhood and that intensity and the kids feel that. So all we really do is make these kids believe they can be better and stronger than they ever thought they could be and that they can do it together as a family. So. Once we're able to kind of train their mindsets to think of each other as brothers and, and like I said, a family, that's when the magic happens. And, and it really is that simple. It's just making them believe. This magic right here is what the team hoped to bring into the game with them when facing their ultimate rival, Brother Rice. Both teams had 3-1 to one records, and this was their 39th game against each other. 
Catholic Central has beaten Brother Rice the past six years, and Rice was hungry for a win. Part three, game day. September 26 was a sunny 70 degree day and quiet. It was as if the whole city of Novi was shut down, except for one little corner off Wixom Road, the Father Elm Stadium. It was electric with the cacophony of 3,000 fans who have been starved for a football game for nearly two years. Dozens of Catholic Central alumni descended upon the school for this week, including many former players and Olympian Miles Amin. Here's Jason. You know, we love it, you know, especially because of last year, you know, in COVID and everything, we didn't have a student section. But this whole year, you know, the school behind us, you know, it fuels us, you know, it fires us up. You know, especially this weekend, we have all the alumni coming back. Um, you know, it's just a special weekend. So uh, having the school behind us, you know, it's amazing, especially of last year, we didn't really get to have that. So I think our whole team, you know, the coaching staff, everyone's really fired up. This is Declan Biles, a senior quarterback for the team. It's definitely like a special game for me. I'm just trying to appreciate the moment and for take it for what it is and just try to take a deep breath and, and enjoy myself. It's the same game I've been playing my whole life, so there's no reason to get worked up. For the team, the day starts with the same ceremonious breakfast and mass that it has since the Boys Town days. And then it's into the locker room for some offensive walkthrough and defensive and special teams meetings. Then they all walk out to the grotto for prayer. And lastly, have some words from Coach Dan Anderson. Usually it's uh, talking about our family and the fact that uh, we need to step up and uh, be there for one another, take care of one another, you know, fight through adversity and uh, see what happens. And then it's time to play some football. The Shamrocks were backed up on their own five-yard line when they completed three early passes during a four-minute drive that set up a 43-yard touchdown to Cam Davenport, putting them ahead 7-0. to zero. I think we came in with a pretty balanced attack in mind, and uh, I think you know we took what we, what we saw and went after it. Then Lucas Massoni made a 37-yard field goal, making it 10-0. to zero. Second quarter. Bile pass to Owen Semp, who raced 40 yards to score the 74-yard touchdown, bringing the Shamrock lead to 17-0 by halftime. In a, in a rivalry game like we have with Rice, you never know how it's going to go. Um, you know, even though we were up 17-0, um, still, we wanted to, <laughs> you just don't know. So uh, uh, it, you got to just stay focused. Catholic Central chewed the clock, rushing as Spencer Lyons scored from one yard midway through the third. And Mo Jaffer added a one-yard score as Catholic Central went up by 30. The boys came ready to work today. And we always talk about coming out with that business-like attitude, that business-like mentality. And uh, I felt like the boy, our boys came ready to play. The Shamrocks defense was led by a strong front seven that left Brother Rice with little room for error. They held the Warriors to only 185 yards all game and scoreless until halfway through the fourth quarter. I, I think our front seven played really well. I'll have to look at the film, but uh, I think our front guys uh, held up pretty strong in that, so uh, I thought our front guys did a really nice job. And while the Warriors got on the scoreboard in the fourth with a touchdown, the game ended with the Shamrocks' seventh victory in a row. The stadium was electric. The players rushed to their rambunctious fans. 
the sound of their cheering and jumping, pounding the bleachers with cacophony. They closed the game as they do all games, with their Marian alma mater and a closing prayer. The kids, the cheers, the band, the opposing student section, our student section, everything that we missed out on for the last year and a half to two years, uh, the human engagement, all of that stuff, seeing people laugh and scream their heads off and cheer and, and you know, watch, uh, you know, watch a good game of football and, and celebrate faith-based educational athletics. That's, I, I love the game of football and, and love watching our team play, but I love the event because I want it to be great for everybody there. Critics of football mania may scoff at the obsession about something that is just a game. They may argue that it's a misuse of time and energy poured into something that is materially meaningless when there are real problems out in the world. But sometimes people really need something inconsequential, something that is technically just a game to get excited about. This year, more than any other years, we all could really use a low-stakes scenario to throw ourselves into intensely, with ridiculous amounts of face paint, unflinchingly rigid rivalries, and blood-curdling screams at refs. We've been pouring our emotional energy into fear and anxiety and bitter resentments between political and ideological sides for what seems like longer than the almost two years it's been. And quite frankly, a football game might be just the thing we need. The first Boys' Bowl game, 77 years ago, was just one and a half months after the end of World War II. And as the sun set over Briggs Stadium, thousands of people who for the last four years had been in the throes of a world war got to throw their lungs into the exhilaration of the first points on the board instead of the terror of loss. Mothers got to watch with glee as their boys got muddied up from a shamrock-painted field instead of something else. Grieving men and women who had borne the weight of loss of life and worldwide terror got to feel adrenaline about something else, a third down with a chance to tie a game. And everyone got to pray for a change about something that didn't really matter at all. It was a bomb for a beleaguered people who were just coming out of the shadows. So whether or not the game ended in a tie did nothing for the school's record on October 22nd, for Detroit, for Nebraska, for those listening on the radio, football was everything. September 26th was our balm too. Our shamrock shrouded, popcorn popping, cowbell ringing balm that we all sure could use a lot more of. Thank God it's football season. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Learn how you belong here at alliancecatholic.com.